in-depth conversations, matchup breakdown, analysts on every game, everything a Steelers fan could want. This is Fourth Down in the Steel City with your hosts, Adam Crawley and Colin Dudlap. Fourth Down in the Steel City, Episode 5, Segment 3. I'm doing this just for brain teasers, just so that I can be sharp in my older age. Speaking of older age, Colin, T.J. Watt said that the only thing he has to prove now after being a defensive player of the year, after tying an NFL sack record, is he needs to win a Super Bowl. And so it got me looking at T.J. Watt. And T.J. Watt is 27 years old. He's going to be 28 years old in October, which is remarkable to me how quickly his career is going. His brother, different position, different body type, I understand, but his brother only had one double-digit sack season after the age of 27. I wonder if we've seen the best of T.J. Watt. This is crazy, I know. If we've seen the best of T.J. Watt and if when the Steelers are next in their best position to win a championship, is he going to be a principal difference maker at that time? It has me a little bit worried. He's a little older than I would have thought. What years? What years age was was JJ when he won the Players of the Year? Do you know that? Not off the top of my head, but it was. I don't think it was when he was twenty-seven. I think it was a little bit earlier than that. Wow! Wow! So you're sense you're sensing a, a big drop up now. The thing with JJ Watt, he's one of the players in football history that you can think of, um, and there have been. I'm trying to think of other ones. You talk about precipitous drop off, like. He was great, and then about 20, 20 games later, he was somebody that Dang. couldn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, so it, I, I don't know if I see that with T.J. Watt because to this point in time, he hasn't had a lot of debilitating injuries, so there's that. Also, I, don't, I think coming from the edge where he comes from is a little bit different than where his brother came from with his hand in the dirt a little bit yeah. more. And there's not the impact every single play that there was in the mush every single play, and he got caught up in the wash so much. But I don't know. It's a good point. Um, it is a really good point, which just goes to show this. Every I've learned this more and more, and I've especially learned this this year, with the Steelers trying to get Trubisky and stockpiling quarterbacks, with the Steelers now signing Johnson, with the Steelers signing Minka. Every single year should be looked at as a win-now year and figure next year out the next year. Yeah, I'm with you on that big time. And my concern is, and this this might be an early concern, but is that T.J. Watt is really, I mean, he's on a track. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I don't think that's a hot take to say that. I mean, he's been that freaking good. He's been top three defensive player of the year the last three years. I just worry that his playoff success or lack thereof and the team's lack thereof playoff success, it's not really his fault, uh, is going to cost him where he might belong one day in an all-time great conversation. I think he's that kind of good. I mean, every year he's been in the league, he's recorded more sacks than the year prior. That is a remarkable feat, especially when you consider the number of sacks he's recorded each of the last three years to improve upon that. I just hope that the team's success can match up with the the individual success of T.J. Watt. I'd like to see that guy be able to win some playoff games and get a trophy or two. A lateral player at a different position 
skill-wise comparable to his peers, who was on a much worse team, was Calvin Johnson. Do we look at him bad, though, or do we still look at Calvin Johnson as pretty damn good? It's a fair question. I think we all look at him as pretty damn good. Um, I think it's a waste, and maybe that's the way I should look at it. It's almost a waste that you could have a, a defensive player that's this mother bleeping good, and you've had nothing to show in the playoffs. His stats in that playoff game against Patrick Mahomes were pretty good. That first half was honestly spectacular. The defense kept him in that game. It's not like he hasn't done his part, but you just feel like to have that kind of talent and not have won a playoff game at this point, it's a waste. And so I wonder how long that's going to occur. I feel like I just talked this out over the course. No, that's that's great. For It's great. You know, another guy that falls into that category, and it's not necessarily about just playoff wins. It's about Super Bowls. Um, and his ankle was dinged up. Marquise Pouncey falls into that category about being measured with Super Bowls. You know, I, I, at least my thought. Like, mm-hmm. did he – was his team success maximized when measured up against how really good he was individually? No. I don't think so. And, I mean, you can have – so Aaron Donald, right? Aaron yes. Donald, the, the the best defensive player in football, maybe one of the best of all time, certainly one of the best of all time, but maybe he's the best of all time. That's people's talking point now. And I think they're not out to lunch by, by considering this. Aaron Donald just finally won. You imagine if they went his entire career without having won. I mean, that's the way I would feel if the Steelers go an entire career with T.J. Watt not winning one, especially when, to me, like – you bring up wide receiver and Calvin Johnson, and I think it's a fair point. I look at the most important position on the field, obviously, is quarterback. And then the other guys that get paid, it's the left tackle, and it's the edge rusher. So by pay scale, those are the three that have the biggest impact on winning and losing games. If you can't win with that guy, and he's that good, he set a friggin' record last year. Right. Yeah, I'm not loving it. Do you want some listener questions, Carl? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I've been waiting for this, yes. Okay, well, we didn't get any, so um, it's really a, really a shame. Oh, that's great. Are I'm you just serious? Kidding. No, I'm I'm, not. Yeah, okay, come on. I'm not serious. Paul says, do you think the Steelers you – know, where's my note here? Do yeah. you think the Steelers' quarterback rotation is planned right now, or do you think their quarterback rotation is due to performance? I think their quarterback rotation is planned, i.e. Mitchell Trubisky is the starter and something really precarious would need to happen for him to not be the starter. And then the two guys are fighting over the number two spot right now for some reason. But I do think that Mitch Trubisky is clearly the number one guy going into the season. Somebody probably uh, should have listened to our man Jeff Hathorne, the sports director at 93.7 The Fantasy, was on with us on the Fan Morning Show, and he said everything up to this point he doesn't think has had anything to do with performance. So Mitch Trubisky struggles, and then Mason Rudolph all of a sudden gets some one reps. He says, don't read into that. Kenny Pickett gets moved from third team to second team. He says, nope, nothing to do with performance at this point. Mike Tomlin has everyone wrapped around his finger, man. Mike Tomlin has all of us. Well, did, did Kenny Pickett go from three to two because – Mason Rudolph didn't do something or because Kenny Pickett did? Nah, probably. I would bet until after the first preseason game or maybe the week leading up to the first preseason game, which is next week, I would think then maybe you start doing things based on performance. But at this point, you want to try to rotate guys through. Right. No, I I agree with that. But I I just – I think it's all – this is all – 
just getting people snaps, getting people reps, and it's going to be right back where it started. Mitch Trubisky is the number one guy. Here's another one. Other than T.J. Watt or Minka Fitzpatrick, who's the most important defensive player to the Steelers? Miles Jack. Because if I don't count on – I don't care what the returns are right now early on Devin Bush in practice and T.J. Watt saying, oh, Devin Bush has been great. Well, great. That's great to hear. Show me the games. And I, I am of the default that Devin Bush is going to stink. So if Miles Jack isn't great and Devin Bush stinks like I predict, then you got two linebackers that aren't good. You can't have that. Miles Jack has to be very, very good for to, first of all, offset uh, Devin Bush. And second of all, just make sure one of those guys is serviceable. Yeah, I think Miles Jack would have been my pick. Uh, it, it, you've been saying it for a long time. I knew you were going to say it, so I can't pick Miles Jack. I'm not going to pick Cam Hayward because I feel like with when you mentioned Minkin, you mentioned TJ, then the spirit of the question is let's eliminate the obvious guys. And so I'll go with Levi Wallace. How about that? Because I just don't know. I just don't know. I think if that guy can be a number one corner, like a legitimate number one corner, not just like, oh, Deontay Johnson's number one receiver on the Steelers, but is he really a number one receiver? on? If Levi Wallace can be a true number one kind of impact corner, now we're talking about a defense that's not infallible. None of them are in 2022, but okay, where, where are you going to challenge us now? Uh, in us being from the Steelers' perspective. So I'll go with him or Akella Withers, but really one of the two. One of those guys needs to be a bona fide number one. Yeah, last year we were talking at this time about James Pierre starting and being one of the top two guys. And so don't lose sight of the fact that the Steelers are – they're still lost at corner until they prove they're not. Do you think that if Greg Brown, the Pirates broadcaster, called Steelers games – that if James Pierre had an interception, he would go, James Pierre! <laughs> I think he would say, Trip, 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 Trubisky! Now that's just, that's just, that's just wit right there. I mean, I was all excited about this James Pierre call, and you hit me with Trip, 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 Trubisky, which is just, it's just wonderful. Do you think, oh man, Greg Brown, this is not to cast aspersions to uh, anybody calling Steelers game. Greg Brown doing Steelers games for a team that actually wins some games every now and again uh, and in a sport as exciting as football would be quite something, I think, to uh, to immerse ourselves in. Oh, I think it'd be pretty great. I mean, I, I really do. Uh, he would have something crazy about Miles Jack. He would work off <laughs> Miles Jack Wilson. How about that? <laughs> If you want to send us questions, you can. You can hit me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Colin, what's your Twitter account? I don't. I don't um, uh, Colin underscore Dunlap. I was going to say I don't have one, but people know that I do. Um, Colin underscore Dunlap. Greg Brown. You know, you want to hear a great story real quick before we go? Oh, we're not going just yet. I got one more for you, but yes, go ahead. Well, yeah, ask Joe Starkey about this sometime. You know that the. One of the what was the the maybe the Miracle City, uh, Music City Miracle or I don't know a big no 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 it was a big Buffalo game. Greg Brown was on the call for a gigantic Ooh. Bills game. You can still see it on NFL Films, 
and it's Greg Brown doing the play-by-play. I know that I had flipped on. This was probably a, easily a decade ago, probably longer than that. And Greg Brown was doing play-by-play some college basketball game. So the multi-talented Greg Brown. I watched. I was flipping through the channels. I may or may not have had a bunch of beers. I only drink on Saturdays, and it was a Saturday. And I was flipping through the channels. It was mid-time at night. It was a Saturday at 8.30 at night. And I'm flipping through, and it's like Tim Neverett is doing a Providence BU hockey game. How about that move? Now, he's from that area, right? Yeah, he's from the same place that Neil Huntington is from. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's uh, fine. I'm from the departed. You boys from Providence, something along those lines. I probably just butchered it. That's okay. Uh, I'm just trying to stay current with the times, kind of like Steelers. I have a funny story from up there. Can I tell you in two seconds? I went to go through the turnpike. I was with the friends, and we were all drinking down in Boston, and we were going back up towards, like, Worcester, where they live. And so we had a designated driver. We were sober, except the driver was sober. Everybody else was steaming drunk. We went through the turnpike. And the guy gave me the ticket. It was when you used to didn't have Easy Pass. You still had the ticket. So I did it like origami. I had it all in my pocket, right? And I was folding it up and doing all. And then not realizing in my drunken state that we were going to have to fold, hand it to this guy. And so we got off at the Natick Interchange, where Doug Flutie is from, right? So I hand it to the guy. I hand it to the driver. He hands it to the guy. <laughs> and it's all folded up nine million ways. And he goes to put it through the machine. It doesn't go. Then he folds it again. It doesn't go. And he looks into the car and he goes, what are you? Some kind of assholes? <laughs> and the answer to that question was undoubtedly yes. That was the, the Mass Pike story that I'll never forget the toll booth guy. You know, some kind of assholes. <laughs> so, yep. uh, Mike Tomlin uh, has an Instagram now, Colin, and he is going to help me out, I think, because when I clicked the little search, uh, the scope there on, on Instagram, and it cuts to all the all the algorithm, right, of what I want to see, it's all dudes working out, things that I aspire to do in my uh, physical prowess, and then it's a bunch of chicks that are super freaking hot because clearly I've slowed down when I've scrolled past them. Now, if I am subscribed to Mike Tomlin's Twitter, or excuse me, Instagram account, it's not going to be as much smut. It's just going to be football cliches and Mike Tomlinisms, and I think he might help save my marriage. Yeah, I think a thirst trap is what one of the terms That's are. exactly what it is. And let me tell you something, Colin. <laughs> yes. it's, it's like coming off a game against Baltimore. It's that kind of trap, man. A Thursday night the next week, I'm losing to Jacksonville. I get caught in that trap every time. Yeah, I'm fascinated by this Mike Tomlin uh, Instagram presence all of a sudden. But I'm also this. I know it's like one of those – it's it's like one of those specials at the diner. You better get it now because once six o'clock hits, it's gone. I think that once the regular season hits, you could forget about this Mike Tomlin Instagram stuff all the time. <laughs> yes, I think that's probably likely. I do like that Mike Tomlin was asked by Kurt Warner what he's done to change over the last 16 years. And the thing he says is Instagram, which had to have made Kurt Warner poop his pants because it was just so out of left field for Mike Tomlin to bring that up unprompted, regardless of whether or not it actually helps him relate to players. I like that he thinks it helps him relate to players, and that he's thinking on that level. That's cool to me. But yeah, about September 9th, that shiz is done. 
Because there was no one who could relate to his teammates much like Kurt Warner could. Yes, Kurt Warner. Uh, he was a grocer. I don't know if you know that. There's a movie about it. And all of his teammates, they could totally relate to that guy, the Christian grocer. That's yes. Kurt Warner. He was like Joel Osteen in shoulder pads. Yeah, absolutely. Kurt Warner. I think his hair is silver. I think he dyes it. That's just an opinion here. Colin, that was fun. You're off to Michigan. Be careful. I am. We got breaking news, though, today. It's a very timely podcast. We'll catch up with you again on uh, Monday, it is. Yep. See you Monday, pal.